There was a time in my life na feeling ko iniwan ako ni Lord. I went through a difficult time, may pagsubok akong dinaraanan during that time. But the difference was I went through a lot of trials in my life, but but, but during this time, this specific time, hindi ko ma-feel ang Panginoon. I was so discouraged and I even considered quitting the ministry. Parang sabi ko, di ko talaga mahanap ang Panginoon, hindi ko ma-feel. Sobrang tahimik ni Lord and I felt iniwan na ako ni Lord. I could not even pray. I remember my mom telling me, pag-pray mo. Sabi ko, hindi nga ako makapag-pray. Hindi nga ako makaiyak. Feeling ko, ang tigas-tigas na ng puso ko. I was not able to, to connect with God. And I struggled with this, with this feeling of abandonment and feeling of, Lord, nasaan ka na? For almost a year, it was difficult. Mahirap po. I was very discouraged. And so I did some soul searching. I went counseling. I seeked help. And I went through, uh, I, I talked to a lot of mentors. And thankfully, lumipas po yung season na yun. That, that was only a period in my life that I was able to recover from that season of my life. And as I continue to look, parang sabi ko, ano kaya yun? I, I, I came upon, uh, th- there was a word for this. May, tin- may tawag sila dito. Some theologians call this the dark night of the soul. It is often characterized by spiritual dryness. Hindi mo talaga mahanap si Lord. And the absence of experiencing God and His presence. And sometimes this is characterized by an extremely difficult and painful experience. May time ba sa buhay nyo na feeling nyo absent si Lord? Na feeling nyo iniwan kayo ni Lord? Was there a time where you felt dry? Sobrang tuyo. Hindi, hindi kayo connect with God. Litong-lito na kayo. Ang sakit-sakit na. Pero parang wala si Lord. Lord, nasaan ka? Maybe your question was, Lord, where are you? Saan ka, Lord? Bakit hindi mo marinig ang aking mga iyak at sigaw? Ganito din po sa Book of Esther. Ganito nung una, parang wala si Lord. Sobrang tahimik niya. And as we are reading, parang feeling natin iniwan na ni Lord ang buong Israel. Ang mga Jews, they went through a difficult situation. Papapatay sila. Lilipulin sila. They were about to be annihilated. And God seemed absent. He was not even mentioned in the story, in the whole, whole book of Esther. There were times siguro kapag nandun ka sa kwento, you were one of the Jews. You're asking, Lord, where are you? Why have you forsaken us? And you must have felt helpless and hopeless. Parang wala nang pag-asa. And to add to it, you were not in your land. Hindi kayo, wala kayo sa, sa lugar nyo. You were in exile. You were a foreigner. And everyone was trying to kill you. That is the book of Esther. Lord, nasaan ka? But as the story continued, we realized that God's absence, His silence, His seemingly, His seeming absence from, from, from the people in the story, His being invisible did not mean He wasn't there. 
His invisible hands were working. May ginagawa siya. He was setting the stage. He was working in the background. May ginagawa ang Lord. Nandun nga siya. Even when the Jews suffered, nung naghirap sila, may pinagdaanan sila, hindi minsan nang iwan ang Lord. Hindi niya pinabayaan ng Israel. And towards the end, we are now in our finale, in our chapter 10. We realize even in chapter 9, yun pala yun. May ginagawa pala ang Lord. He was up to something. Kaya pala. And so, we continue with our series. This is the series finale. This is your first time. We are on our part 10. Hindi man makita, God is at work. This is Esther chapter 10. Tandaan niyo po to. Remember this. Ang katahimikan ng Diyos ay hindi nangangahulugang iniwan ka na niya. Makiramdam at hanapin kung saan siya gumagalaw. Trust and hope in the Lord even when things get really bad. Hindi mo man makita, may ginagawa at pinapagawa ang Diyos sa buhay mo. Hinding-hindi ka niya iiwan at bababayaan. And so let's review. Where was the Lord working in Esther? Sana natin makakita ang galaw ng Diyos. The Lord was moving even in chapter 1. So a little bit, wala. <laughs> Okay. Let's review. So you know the story, you know the start. King Xerxes had a party, had a big, big party, sobrang bonggang party, invited everyone in his, in his kingdom, sa lahat ng karyaan niya. And itong party na ito, gaano katagal? 180 days. And so, in the middle of that party, sobrang lasing na nila ng mga, mga officials niya. Naisip niya, i-display ko kaya asawa ko. And so, he called Queen Vashti. And he said, Love, punta ka nga rito. Pakita nga kita sa, sa buong karian ko. I will show you to the whole kingdom. And ang sabi ni Queen Vashti, Ayoko nga. Puro na kay lasing. Ayoko lumabas. Deadma. Dinedma niya si, si King Xerxes. And napahiya yung ego ni King Xerxes. Nobody says no to the king. And so he made a law. Hindi pwedeng tumangge sa hari at tanggalin si Queen Vashti. And God was working in the refusal of Queen Vashti and that she was deposed and dethroned. And ngayon, pinalitan na siya. And we go to chapter 2. Her placement arranged. And so, kasi wala na silang queen, nagpa-beauty contest sila. They, they had a contest and women, virgins, young women were brought to the harem. Yung harem po, yun po yung parang lugar kung saan nandun yung mga pagpipilian ng hari. And to make the story short, Esther was there. She won. And she, the king was pleased with Esther. And she became the queen. And so, at the middle of the story, we also... Si Mordecai. Si Mordecai, ito yung cousin ni Esther. He was a lowly government official. Merong dalawang guards ng king doon who were plotting to assassinate the king. And so narinig ito ni Mordecai and sinumbong niya sa hari. And naligtas ang hari. But during that time, nakalimutan ang ginawa ni Mordecai. And sometimes we wonder, 
Tama ba yun? Maybe the Lord forget, for, have, has forgotten Mordecai. But we see in the rest of the story, meron palang plano doon. And in chapter 3, a problem developed. Problem developed. Lumat, lumitaw ng kontrabida nating si Haman. Haman was an Agagite. He was not a Persian by blood. Tapos, anong nangyari? He was promoted. And because of his ego, gustong gusto niya, ako na ang second in command. Lahat ng dadaanan ko, lumod kayo. You bow. But this Mordecai, this Jew, was not willing to bow down to him. Hindi lumod si Mordecai. And nung nalaman niya, si Mordecai pala is a Jew. Galit na galit siya. And if you listen to Pastor Mike's message a few weeks ago, yung, yung lahi ni Mordecai at ni Haman were arch enemies. Magkalaban sila. And so he devised this plan. In the 13th day of Adar, ipapaubos ko ang lahat ng mga Jews. I will annihilate all the Jews. Papaubos ko sila. And so in chapter 4, when Mordecai heard of this, anong nangyari? He was sad. He was weeping. And tumawag siya kay Esther. Esther was in the palace. And he said, Pinsan, tulungan mo nga ako. Idulog mo nga ito sa hari. Bring this to the king so that he may help us. But Esther said, Oops! Kapag hindi ka pinatawag ng king, pwede kang patayin. Pwede kang mamatay. But, but what did Mordecai say? Try. And maybe this is what you're here for. And so, Esther said, Magfast kayo, magpray kayo, so that I may go to the king. The fasting and the weeping, later on, we discover in the next chapter, it, it changed their situation. And in chapter 5, ando na nga si, si Esther, he was in the king's court, hindi siya pinatawag. But when the king saw her, sabi ng king, with this golden scepter, he extended it, lumapit ka. And Esther said, King Circes, I have something to say, but I will say this during the banquet. Sasabihin ko, I invited ka sa banquet. Kayo, ni Haman. And in between, before that banquet, uh, Haman was plotting to kill Mordecai. Medyo nagalit na si Galit na talaga si Haman kay Mordecai. He even prepared a pole for him to be impaled. A barbecue to sukin. And in, in between, in chapter 6, in between what will come and what will happen, the king had a difficulty sleeping. You know the story. Hindi makatulog si King Xerxes. And para makatulog siya, anong ginawa niya? He called the chronicler, or yung mga nagsusulat ng records of the king. Sabi niya, basahan mo nga ako ng any record of my kingdom. And ano ang binasa ng servant niya? The servant read the account of Mordecai saving the king. And sabi niya, may ginawa ba tayo? Na-reward ba natin si Mordecai? Hindi. And sa lahat ng babasahin, bakit yun? A coincidence? 
No, it's divine appointment. And so King Xerxes honors Mordecai and he parades it and he parades him in the whole of the kingdom. Asai sa kabayo, my robe. And sinong tagahawak ng kabayo? See? Yung kontrabida natin, si Haman. So galit na galit na to si Haman. He was very humiliated. He was angry. And then comes chapter 7. A punishment executed. On the second day of King Esther's banquet, she tells the king, King, merong gustong pumatay sa amin. Merong gustong umubo sa amin who wants to wipe out our whole race. And not only that, gusto niya pang kamkamin. He wants to steal our possession, our riches. And the king was very angry. Sino ito? Sino itong walang yang to? Ito po, kainuman nyo. Haman. And we know what happened. Haman, who prepared that pole for Mordecai, siya yung nabarb. That was the Lord's reversal. And in chapter 8, Esther, Esther was given the possessions of Haman and Mordecai was, was promoted. But they had still one problem. Yung batas ng king, pag na, napalaganap na yun sa buong, buong kaharian, ay hindi na pwedeng bawiin. And so what did they do? Mordecai wrote another edict, another law, nagpalabas siya ng isa pang utos na sabihin na ang mga Jews, pag inatake kayo, pwede kayong lumaban at ipaglaban ang inyong sarili. And we see here in chapter 9, last Sunday, we see that the Jews defeated their enemies and they even extended for another day to wipe out all, the two, all who attacked them. And at the end of that chapter, we see the Jews celebrating their triumph. The 13th day of Adar became what was supposed to be the day of their annihilation. Maubos na sana sila. It was a day of celebration. Naging piesta. And then we go, sorry. We go to chapter 10. This records, very short lang itong chapter 10. Let me read to you. King Xerxes imposed a tribute throughout the empire to its distant shores and all his acts of power and might together with the full account of greatness of Mordecai, whom the king promoted. Are they not written in the book of the annals of the king of Media and Persia? Mordecai the Jew was second in rank to King Xerxes, preeminent among the Jews and held in high esteem by his many fellow Jews because he worked for the good of his people and spoke up for the welfare of all the Jews. What do we see here? We see King Xerxes being celebrated like in the first chapter of his riches, but we also see Mordecai being celebrated for what he has done. A lowly government official at the start of our story. Now, second in command to the king, Makapangyarihan. And they, and the records have shown us God's hand in the life of Mordecai, how God used this lowly government official to save the whole Jewish race. And the record of his greatness, of his successful administration, was mentioned 
and it was even recorded in the whole of Persia. What a beautiful story. What a wonderful story in the book of Esther. Sino nandito for, for, from the first day of our, ano, of chapter one, sino nakakompleto? From verse 10. Anong, ng whole 10 chapters. May mga, awa, may mga, may mga nakikita ako. Sinong nandito for 8 out of 10? Okay, marami, no? So, sino nandito 5 out of 10? So, if, if, sinong nandito for the first time? Okay, may mga first time. If this is your first time, this is the story of Esther and how God moved. Di mo man makita may ginagawa ang Diyos. Let me give to you three reflections as we finish this whole chapter, as we finish this whole book. Let me suggest to you some lessons we can learn from the book of Esther. Number one, what do we learn from Esther? When God seems absent, be still. Makiramdam at hanapin kung saan kumikilos ang Diyos. God works even in the good and the bad. Kung titingnan natin, Esther and Mordecai, we're not really upright people. Hindi naman sila tuwid. Tinan mo yung mga buhay nila. Hindi naman sila perfect. They were imperfect people. But God used their faithfulness. They were living in a messy world in the Persian Empire to accomplish His purpose and to fulfill His plan. God even used Israel's compromise. You know what? Nandun sila sa Persia because they did not follow the Lord. They were exiled. Pinatapon sila dun because of their sin and sinakop sila ng buong Persia. But that, that did not stop God from working, from moving. In this broken and sinful world, God invites us to be still, look back, and see what God is doing and sense where He is moving. Pumunta ako minsan sa Siargao. Sino nakapunta na sa inyo sa Siargao? So, the main attraction of Siargao is surfing. So, uh, because it, it, it faces the Pacific, may mga na-form na waves doon. So, early in the morning, the surfers were just wait in their surfboard boards. Naupo lang sila doon. Tapos, they were there waiting for the waves. And minsan, pag lumalakas na yung hangin konti, they sensed na may mababubo, they would swim towards it, and they would ride the waves. Ganyan. Ako din, nagtry ako, pero hulog, 10 out of 10. <laughs> but when you're surfing, you ride the waves. You go towards it, but you don't fight against it. You don't go against it. You ride the waves, and let the waves push you. And that is my invitation for you this morning. Where is God moving? Where is God working? Participate. Ride the waves of where the Lord is moving in your life, in your community, in your offices, in your homes. Nung papatay na sila Esther, Mordecai reached out to her. Sabi ni Mordecai, dumulog ka nga sa hari. But Esther was reluctant. Ang walang appointment sa hari pwedeng patayin. And this is what Mordecai said to Esther. 
When Lester's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your family, father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Mordecai was saying, Baka nandiyan ka, baka nilagay ka ng Lord dyan sa position mo. Kasi may gagawin siya, may pinagagawa siya. And that God will use you in your position. With God, there are no coincidences, only divine appointments. It was God's plan all along to put Esther in the palace. Though, sobrang sakit, sobrang hirap ng pagkakalagay niya doon. God allowed things to unfold. Pero sa huli, mananaig pa rin ang kanyang plano. My invitation to you this morning is be aware. Stop. Look back. Pause. Be still. Look with fresh eyes what the Lord is doing. Sabi ni Elizabeth Baring, Barrett Browning, Earth scrambled with heaven and every common bush afire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes. The rest sit around and pluck blackberries. He was referring to Moses. If Moses had not stopped, looked back, hindi niya makikita yung burning bush. Some people might say, it was a natural occurrence. Nasa desert sila, umahapo yung bush. Pero Moses looked back and paused. Uy, hindi natutupok. He paused. And he met the Lord there. Every day we see miracles around us. It does not need to be extraordinary. It does not need to be supernatural. It can be in the kindness of other people. It can be in the lives changed, transformed. We see it in acts of generosity. We see it in people forgiving their enemies. You know, lately, uh, we've been doing ministry with, a, with Kamuning Elementary School. Alam niyo ba yung Kamuning Elementary School? Malapit lang siya na, na school sa atin. And for the past three years, we've been partnering with them uh, to do ministry with them. And for, for this year, humingi sila ng tulong sa atin because they have grade 2 non-readers. Hindi pa marunong bumasa. Ito yung mga nag-grade 1 during the pandemic and who struggled. And nag-grade 2 na, hindi pa rin sila marunong bumasa. And so, some of our members go there weekly, every day, teach for an hour or two for these young kids to learn to read. And lately nga, we have a one-week summer camp and some of the journey groups and life groups are volunteering, are helping, are going there early in the morning to teach the kids reading and then to teach kids math. And as I see them, I see the Lord doing something. Sabi ko, Lord, gabi, hindi naman nila to kaano-ano. Wala naman silang makukuha dito, mga batang hindi marunong bumasa. But I see the Lord and the service of our brothers and sisters, who are there early in the morning, who prepares everything. Grabe. May mga snacks pa, may mga pa-games pa. And some of these children 
who went through our program, or even natanggal na sila from the non-reading list, some have greatly improved, and some are still still learning. But I, we we see the Lord in this acts of service, in this little acts. You know the song Waymaker. Alam niyo bang kantang Waymaker? The lyrics goes, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop. You never stop working. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. And so I invite you this morning, where is God moving? Where do you sense God is moving in your community? In your life, sa buhay nyo, sa pamilya nyo, sa workplaces nyo, where the Lord has placed you. Makiramdam, hanapin kung saan siya kumikilos. Pangalawa, pangalawang lesson that we can learn from Esther is, when hope seems lost, hold on. Kapit lang. Magtiwala sa Diyos na hinding hindi ka iiwan. Siguro yung theme song nyo ngayon is, Yung popular song ngayon, na Gusto ko nang bumitaw. Pero grabe yung, yung birit doon. Hindi ko na po kakantahin kasi mahirap. Baka bumitaw ang boses ko. Baka ito na yung theme song nyo. But hope is a powerful, powerful thing. Kahit katiting, kahit kapiranggot. It keeps us going. Kapit lang. When Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not drink, do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. She saw even an ounce of hope na pwede niyang maligtas ang kanyang lahi, that she can save the whole Jewish race. She believed in her cause. She knew it was good. She had faith. She, had, she even asked people to pray for her and fast for her. She believed in that cause, even if there was little hope to save her people. Sabi ng isang author na, Binasa ko, sabi niya, si Vaclav Havel, sabi niya, hope in this deep and powerful sense, it's not, it's not the same as joy, the things are going well, or willingness to invest in enterprises that are obviously headed for success. Hindi lang ito, when you do something, hope is not something that, dahil sure ka, na this will turn out successful. But rather, the ability to work for something, because the cost is good, because it is good, not just because it stands a chance to succeed. Hope is not like, it's not the same thing as optimism. It's not just positive vibes. It is not the conviction that something will turn out well, but the certainty that something makes sense regardless of how it turns out. This is Daniel in the, in the furnace, in the fiery furnace, saying, the Lord will save me. But even if he does, I will still worship Him. This is the certainty of our cause. And this certainty, this hope, 
comes from not what we see. Yung realidad natin, minsan, wala naman talagang pag-asa. Pag tinignan natin, mawawalan ka talaga ng pag-asa. Makakita mo sa, kahit sa Pilipinas, sobrang daming corruption, sobrang lala ng, ng mga problema. But we still hope because we don't hope only in what we see. We hope on something transcendent. We hope on our Lord. Ang pag-asa natin ay nakaangkla sa Diyos. What are the seemingly helpless and hopeless situations in your life? I'm sure there are a lot of it. It may be sickness, it may be financial troubles, emotional relationship. There are a lot of things. But we see in Esther, there are no hopeless and helpless case. Walang sitwasyon na walang solusyon ang Diyos. We see that God's hand can still do something even in difficult situations. Ultimately, He does not only give us hope, Jesus Christ is our hope. In Colossians 1.27, He says, To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Christ as our hope in this broken and sinful world. Siya ang ating pag-asa ng kaluwalhatian dito sa mahirap, masakit, puno ng problema, puno ng pagsubok na mundo. And so, kapit lang. Huwag bumitaw. One day at a time, there is hope. The Lord is our hope. Third and last reflection and lesson we can learn in Esther is when salvation finally appears, rejoice. Magpuri sa Diyos na ating tagaliktas. Let us review Esther chapter 9, verse 24 to 26. Let me read to you. For Haman the Agagite, the son of Hamadetha, the enemy of all the Jews, had plotted against the Jews to destroy them and had cast poor, that is, cast lots, to crush and destroy them. But when it came before the king, he gave orders in writing that his evil plan that he had devised against the Jews should return in his own head, and that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows. All that Haman planned was reversed. Lahat ng pinlano niya, ironically, siya at yung buong pamilya niya ang dumanas. Therefore, they called this day's Purim after the term Pur. Yung 13th day of Adar, yung, yung araw, that specific day na papatayin sana sila, uubusin sila, they turned it into a day of remembrance a day of celebration. Therefore, because all that was written in this letter and that of what they faced in this matter and of what had happened to them, they turned this day into celebration because the Lord saved them, because the Lord essentially rescued them from their enemies. Their response was to celebrate, to remember, and we see that last, if you were here last time in chapter 9, They celebrated their victory with feasting, with a party. Pwedeng mag-sharon, pwedeng mag-bring house. Nag-share sila sa mga, sa mga poor among them. They did 
this celebration for two days. They celebrated it because the Lord has not abandoned them. Siguro, if you were one of the Jews, or kung ikaw yung isa sa mga sinulatan, the intended audience of Esther, or if you are listening, ngayon, we are in the 21st, 21st century. When you read this, along with the Jews, and the, uh, during that time, you may have feel, you may have felt, or you may see that the Lord has not abandoned His people, even when they faced suffering, even when they were in exile. He saved the whole Jewish race from extinction, and later on, established them and rebuilt the nation. If you go past, kung lalabas ka sa book of Esther, you see the bigger picture. It does not stop in the whole of Esther. Nagsimula lang, but it does not stop. We see in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah that this rescued Jews, hindi sila naubos, nag-survive sila, they thrived. And later on, anong nangyari? They were able to go back to their land. And hindi lang yun. Naipatayun nila itong muli. They were able to go back to their nation of Israel and they were able to rebuild it. We also see that through the saving of the Jewish race, it also paved the way for the Savior to arrive. Imagine if, if there was no Jewish race, the Lord's plan would have not have unfolded because He prophesied that Jesus would come out of the Jewish race, of the line of David. Pero nakita na ito ng Panginoon. He was moving even in their time of exile hanggang sa pagbalik nila sa kanilang lupang ipinangako. And later on, we see that God was working in the whole story of Esther. <clears throat> Excuse me. He is actively working to redeem His world also during this time through His Son, Jesus Christ. And because of that story of salvation of Esther, we also take hold of that salvation, ang kaligtasan na ino-offer ni Jesus ngayon. Because the Jewish race, ang lahi ng Israel, ay niligtas ng Panginoon. And as you reflect of this, as you reflect on the greatness of our Lord and His salvation, and as you reflect on how the Lord has saved you also, paano ka ba niligtas ng Panginoon? Paano ka ba kinuha ng Panginoon sa kadiliman? Paano ba binago ng Lord ang buhay mo? As you reflect on the salvation, may this cause you to worship Him. Like the Jewish people who celebrated and worshiped because of their salvation, because of their rescue. Let me leave to you Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6 to 14. Let me read to you this. Let us praise God for His glorious grace, for the free gift He has gave us, He gave us in His dear Son. For by the blood of Christ we are set free, that is, our sins are forgiven. How great the grace of God which He gave to us in such, such large measure. In all wisdom and insight, God did what He had purposed and make known to us the secret plan he had already decided to complete by means of Christ. And this even includes the whole story of Esther. 
This plan which God will complete when the time is right is to bring all creation together, everything in heaven and on earth with Christ as said. All things are done according to God's plan, even when we don't see it. According to God's plan and decision, and God chose us to be his own people in union with Christ because of his own purpose, based on what he had decided from the very beginning. Let us then, we're first to hope in Christ, praise God's glory. Last verses. And you also became God's people when you heard the true message, the good news that God brought you salvation. You believed in Christ and put his stamp of ownership on you by giving you the Holy Spirit he had promised. The Spirit is the guarantee that we shall receive what God has promised his people. And this assures us that God will give complete freedom to those who are his. Let us praise his glory. Let's give a clap offering to our Lord. Amen. Amen to God's goodness and salvation in our lives and his plan to save all of mankind, to bring salvation to the whole world. And that is our response should be to worship him, to believe. Nung yung sa kwento ko sa simula, when I felt the Lord abandoned me, as I, as I look back right now, I can see that God did not really abandon me. Hindi naman ako iniwan ni Lord. There were times when I was struggling that people would come to me and tell me, pinagpipray kita, pinagpipray kita. And people, my friends, some people were very patient and understanding. They just listened to me. They just listened to me and journeyed with me. I cried. I, I was angry with the Lord. They were there. And as I look back, sabi ko, nandun pala talaga ang Lord. Hindi naman pala ako iniwan na Lord. It was true those friends and those mentors that I was able to, to recover. And, and because of, of these experiences, the darkness, the dark nights of our souls, I was also able, I am able to empathize and understand those who, who go through these times in their lives. And some of us go through these times in days, weeks, or some in years. But that is okay. The Lord is with us. He works in those dark, dark nights of the soul. Nandun ang Diyos, hindi hindi na tayo iiwan. He will not abandon us until such time we are able to recover. And so, let us also be empathetic. Let's journey with people who are going through these times. Huwag nating sabihang, pray ka lang, kulang ka ng Kulang ka ng pananampalataya. Kulang ka lang sa faith. Pag-pray mo lang yan. Don't do that. Just, just journey with people. Pray with them. Listen to them. Be with them. Be present in their lives. And for sure, for sure, they will come out of it. And they will be able to recover. They will say, even during those times, the Lord was with me. Tandaan niyo to. Ang katahimikan ng Diyos ay hindi nangangahulugang iniwan ka na niya. Makiramdam at hanapin kung saan siya gumagalaw. Trust and hope in the Lord even when things get really bad. Hindi mo man makita, may ginagawa 
at pinagagawa ang Diyos sa buhay mo, hinding-hindi ka niya iiwanan at pababayaan. Let us all stand. Let's thank God. Siguro, let me invite you for this time. Take a moment to, to think about the times where you felt the Lord was not with you. Or maybe you are going through this time right now. Think about those times. But also, I invite you to sense saan nga ba gumagalaw ang Diyos sa buhay mo? Where do you sense Him working? Where do you sense Him embracing you during this difficult time? Let's take a moment to do that.